this is part two of the promised gift. There's a story in John 5 about a man with some kind of ailment lying by the pool. And I'd like to use this story to illustrate something. For 38 years, this man waited for the water to stir because he believed along with all the other sick people, the lame, the blind, that if they got into the water when it was stirred, they would be healed. This man was alone and powerless to get into the pool without help. So 38 years, he kept missing his opportunity. And I want to pick up the story when Jesus healed the man in John 5 verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. I wonder what it must have been like for the man lying there all these years, not being able to get into the water. Maybe this made him feel worthless, unnoticed, powerless, invisible. These are all feelings that any one of us can have. It may not necessarily be because we are unable to do anything practically for ourselves, but we can feel like we want more from others or more from ourselves. Maybe we feel like we're not good enough or, or it could be that we, are, we feel like we're not noticed at all. And I wonder if you ever feel like there's more for you, more to life than what you are experiencing. And this story shows us this beautiful moment when the crippled man, still waiting for his moment to come, and Jesus sees him. Jesus sees the crippled man. He's not invisible to Jesus. He never was. Jesus always notices you. You are not invisible to him. Do you feel like there is more? Maybe there are unfulfilled promises over your life. Maybe you are struggling to live the way you feel you are meant to. That man by the pool struggling to reach his full potential could be any one of us. Had the man not done what Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat and walk, he'd have stayed by that pool, still waiting, crippled and powerless. If you have never been baptised in the Holy Spirit, today could be your moment to respond to Jesus, to receive the promised gift, to be baptised with the Holy Spirit so that you can be a powerful son or daughter of God. That feeling that there is more to life than this, that, that you sometimes get, it's a dissatisfaction that comes from being hungry to be the person that God has created you to be. It's a hunger and a thirst to fulfil your full potential in Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit. You were created in the image of God for the purposes of God. In the book of John, there are many inspiring stories of Jesus' life. And John describes beautifully the way in which Christ Jesus lived his life as a human, a human like you and me. It was the Holy Spirit working through Jesus who performed the signs and wonders and miracles. It was the Holy Spirit working through Jesus that cast out the demons, raised the dead, healed the sick and restored the sight to the blind. It was the work of the Holy Spirit working through Jesus, advancing the kingdom of God. Jesus was fully reliant on the Holy Spirit. 
And Jesus said in John 5 that by himself he can do nothing and that he only does what he sees his father doing. Philippians 2 describes how Jesus made himself nothing. He made himself fully human when he entered the world. So he had to depend totally on the Holy Spirit's power to do the works his father sent him to do. In Philippians 2 it says Jesus took on the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. He became fully human. He became like you and me. In the book of Hebrews, it describes Jesus taking on flesh and blood and sharing in our humanity so that by his death, he breaks the power of death. Also in Hebrews, it says that because he was fully human, he was able to empathize with our weakness, yet he did not sin. Jesus completely gets us. He gets what it's like to be in this world, to be you, to be tempted. John 1.14 says that Jesus became flesh. Jesus was fully human and he lived his life so totally dependent on the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine the moment when the Pharisees tried to undermine the works Jesus was doing by saying it was by the power of the devil that he healed and did miracles? Jesus condemns the Pharisees and tells them that they're committing blasphemy. The blasphemy wasn't against Christ Jesus himself, but against the almighty Holy Spirit, who was working through Jesus, doing the miracles and casting out demons. This is amazing for us. The power that was upon Jesus is the very same power that comes upon you and me when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John 3 verse 34 says this, For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Spirit without limit. As we are baptised in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is poured out without limit. Without limit. After the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the grave, Jesus spent the next 40 days appearing to the disciples, teaching them about the kingdom of God. Can you imagine how exciting this must have been for the disciples? They go from this moment of deep and utter darkness as they witness their Lord killed on the cross to seeing him alive again in the flesh and they get to spend time with him for the next 40 days. And Jesus spent time with them, telling them about the kingdom of God, and they, they must have been really boosted and ready to go and tell everyone about everything that they had witnessed and everything that Jesus had taught them. But something really important and significant happened. Jesus told them to wait until the promised gift had been poured out on them. Now we know in one of the times that Jesus appeared to the disciples as they were hiding in a locked room from the Jewish leaders that Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And we read about this in John 20, 21 to 23. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you and the as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the disciples received the Holy Spirit, but still Jesus says, wait till the power from on high comes for, wait for the promised gift. And this is really important for us to understand that they had the Holy Spirit in them, but they had not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 4 to 5 says this, 
on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Another time, Jesus said in verse 8 of Acts 1, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now it's difficult to know the timings of everything, but what is clear is that Jesus breathing on the disciples to receive the Holy Spirit happened before Pentecost. But they weren't clothed with power until they had been filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. After the disciples spent time with Jesus, they probably felt ready, excited to go and tell everyone about what had happened in Jerusalem. But Jesus did not ask them, or recommend that they should hang on for a bit. But Jesus commanded them to wait for the promise from the Father to come, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then the moment they had been waiting for arrived on the day of Pentecost. And we read about that in Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They waited as Jesus commanded them and they received the mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They experienced the power and the presence of God in such a significant way, they all spoke in tongues. Now it's important to know that we can have the Holy Spirit in us but not be clothed with power which comes when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Which, by the way, is different to baptism in water. Baptism in water is a significant part of our faith. And we, we respond to the gospel by getting baptised in water. As we go down into the water, we bury our old way of life. And as we come up out of the water, we are reborn into a new life with Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in us and makes a way for us to come to the Father as we turn our lives towards living for Jesus. Then we can respond to the command of Jesus to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, to be clothed in power. If we are going to reach our full potential in Christ, we must be positioned in Christ to receive the promised gift, to be clothed in power. Just let's take a moment to get ahead round this next verse. It's John 14 verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. As an ordinary person we can be like Christ in this world. As if being a child of God isn't such a great blessing and amazing for us already, we get to be his children and we get to be set apart and holy, but there is more for you. There is more to life than this. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you is your opportunity to be empowered and will enable you to be like Christ in this world. Speaking in tongues is a wonderful gift of the Spirit. 
And many believers wonder if it's possible to be baptised with the Holy Spirit and to not pray in tongues. And I guess I do believe that a person can be baptised in the Holy Spirit and not pray in tongues because the Holy Spirit never forces any of his spiritual gifts upon us. But we are required to activate all his gifts by faith. And as with Paul encouraging Timothy, we too are encouraged to fan into flame the gifts. In 1 Timothy 1, 6-7, it says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. I also believe without any doubt that every person who is baptised in the Holy Spirit has the ability to pray in tongues. I also believe that every person who is baptised in the Holy Spirit has the potential to prophesy, heal the sick, cast out demons, lead people to Christ, live a self-controlled life, love and forgive and that's the tip of the iceberg. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, he releases all kinds of different gifts and we are required to fan them into flame. Romans 12, 6 to 12 says this, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And more is said on the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. The Holy Spirit will empower you to advance the kingdom of God with his gifts he gives to you. We have been talking about planting new communities in Manchester and we felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to wait. As the community of God's people, will you position yourself so that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh so that you will be revived and able to fulfill your full potential? Not only for your sake, so that you have an exciting and an adventurous life in Christ Jesus, but for the sake of your church community. As we plant out into new communities, let's do it for a place of abundance in the gifts and presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Now is our time to wait. Wait while each of us respond to Jesus to receive the promised gift. Let's not be those that, that are by the pool, powerless, but let's lock eyes with Jesus, stand up, pick up our mats and start being used in the power of the Holy Spirit. He has given each one of us different gifts. What gift has he given you? Are you fanning it into flame? If you are not baptised in the Holy Spirit or you are unsure and you would like to speak in tongue, let's pray together. 
pray for one another for more of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. This is our destiny. Together as a community of believers in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are going to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. God bless you.